It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, Happy Holidays to you, because for show number 127 for the week of December 3rd, 2015, we're kicking it off with our month-long Very Merry Christmas celebration here at the show. And to help us celebrate, we have a returning guest here to kick off the festivities, the holiday cheer, and so much more. And it is somebody that has played a part in all of your lives. You know him as the voice of Goofy, Pluto, and Horace Horsecollar. We have none other than the iconic Bill Farmer stopping in here at the show. That's right, Bill Farmer, who you know as the voice of Goofy, the iconic Disney character from the Fab Five, is going to be stopping in and talking about Christmas cheer, Goofy, his favorite Goofy moments, what he does for the holidays, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know, and bring you a little bit of that Santa cheer from the mailbag. We have Nathan digging deep at what just happened this week in Disney history. We have Caitlin stopping in with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2, and Paige taking a magical Christmassy look back at the Magical Music Review, and we have Jason stopping in with another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection and add that holiday cheer to your Christmas and holiday season. And let's not forget Randy with the latest from Disney, Multimedia, and so much more. There is tons of news hot off the D-Wire from Star Wars, the parks, Christmas parades, and all kinds of Disney fun. So all of you D-Heads to officially kick off this show, before I go ahead and do that, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members and spend it on what else? All those fantastic souvenirs. So definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We have all kinds of fun as we're gearing up for Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, stopping in here at the show to kick off the festivities. We have all kinds of Christmas memories and so much fun. As you can tell, I am excited for the holidays to be here, here at Disney On Demand. So let's officially kick off show number 127 for the week of December 3rd, 2015. And you have to ask yourself, are you ready for Christmas? Be right back, all VD heads. So, the big day has finally arrived. You know, I've wanted to spend Christmas here for a long time, and now that it's finally happening, I just hope I get it right. This is one of my biggest dreams, and I don't want to let you down. When you wish upon a star, your dreams do come true. You would know. Hey, let's do a show. Cue the music! Well, the time of year is here again To throw a party for a few close friends now I'm just tying up a few loose ends And then we should be good to go You know I made a list and checked it twice Because forgetting people isn't nice But I don't really want to roll the dice So I'll recheck it nice and 
Cinderella, check. Belle, check. Snow White, check. Seven Dwarfs, check. Are you ready for Christmas? Christmas. Everyone watching at home. Hello. Hey Neil, it's Nick. I'm on my way to Disneyland. Can you keep singing for another two minutes? Can I keep singing for another two minutes? Tell him, Newsy. Extra, extra. Neil Patrick Harris can keep singing for another two minutes. You can feel the magic in the air. You can see it in Rapunzel's hair. And that bunch of villains over there don't. Sounds congested. You don't know the power of the dark side. Look, Darth, you need to turn that dark side into a Disney side. Homie. 
now on video. Oh, oh, oh. Be a part of a very special holiday event. Walt Disney presents <laughs> Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, an all-new full-length movie premiering only on video. Join Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, <laughs> Goofy, <laughs> and all your favorite Disney characters in the film that brings home the true meaning of the holiday. Share the joy of Christmas. <laughs> Come along as Mickey and Minnie discover the magic of sharing. You're all the music I'll ever need. <laughs> Donald Duck and his nephews learn the joy of Christmas comes only once a year. And Goofy shows Max. Of course there's a Sammy. That with faith and a little trust, dreams do come true. Merry Christmas, Dad. All your favorite Disney characters in one big holiday celebration. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Now available only on video. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. You know, I, I kind of think about Christmas and I don't think of it as a goofy kind of thing, but golly gosh, sometimes those things do happen during Christmas. I would have to say the goofiest or silliest memory I have when it comes to Christmas would be back in, in the day, you would dress up in a snowsuit and you'd well, you've seen it. You look like a star. And you walk around and you can't move or anything, but you loved going out. So here I am in my snowmobile outfit. I'm all probably at the age of five. And um, the big thing to do in northern Indiana, other than try to go out when it's snowy, and trust me, you do it, because it's the only thing to do during the winter and it's fun, is that you go and you make snow tunnels and snow slides. And that's what my mom and I were doing. And we had a large St. Bernard, loved Heidi. She was a beautiful dog. And, uh, well, we were making a snow slide and Heidi came up behind my mom in uh, typical fashion. And she came up behind her and tripped her down the slide that we had already made. So here she is in the snow. Mind you, she didn't get hurt or anything, but she's sliding down and she's making the most unusual noises that anybody could imagine. Now, it doesn't seem goofy right now, but then when you add the component of my father was videotaping this at the time, yeah, it completely changes everything. So to me, when I see snow and it's large enough to make a snow tunnel or a snow slide, that's when I kind of giggle and I think, I could be out there and my mom could be making weird noises. But then now she does it when she's moving furniture, so that's a whole other issue. Hey, Merry Christmas, guys, from everyone down here at the vault. Take care. Giddy up there, horsey. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Crossing through the snow, in a one-horse open sleigh. Bells and bobtails ring, <laughs> making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a swaying song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle. 
ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Gosh, the snow looks beautiful. I got it done. <laughs> We're gliding through the snow in a one-horse sleigh ride. Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, LVD heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 127 for the week of December 3rd, 2015, as we're gearing up for the one and only special guest, the iconic, legendary voice actor of Pluto, Goofy, Horace Horse Collar, and so many others, Bill Farmer, stopping in here at the show to help us kick off our very merry month-long Christmas celebration. We also have more coming from the D-Team, from Christmas memories, their signature segments, and so much more from Aaron, Jason, Caitlin, Paige, Nathan, and Randy, all stopping in here, and tons of news hot off the D-Wire. Well, not tons of news. It was a light week with Thanksgiving, but we have news hot off the D-Wire and so much more. So before I jump into the news hot off that D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, 
and so much more just by searching Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our unique, fun, silly little show, especially for the Christmas season. And remember, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your iPod, your tablet, your Android, and more. Just subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device instantly to listen to, enjoy, and spread that holiday cheer. And remember, you can find all of these links, including our Lifetime of Disney Player, our archives, and more at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, let's jump into that news hot off the D-Wire, and how about something for all of you video game buffs out there, and how about Kingdom Hearts 3? Yes, Kingdom Hearts 3, the action game, is rumored to hit the shelves next year in 2016, according to the Master Herald. Now, the developer of the game, Square Enix, will release the game for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 gamers next year during December. But a leaked trailer of the game during the Electronic Entertainment Expo of 2015 suggests that it will be out next year during the winter season. Now, the role-playing game is rumored to include various Disney worlds, including The Jungle Book, Toy Story, The Fox and the Hound, Brave, Wreck-It Ralph, and Frozen. Now, according to the Youth Health magazine, the new game promises the players a total enhanced experience in the role-playing game from previous versions. The developers also revealed that the new series of the game will include additional characters with the existing Disney worlds. Now, the director of the gaming franchise has said that gaining licenses to include the world of Disney was quite a hectic process as the animation company follows very strict rules and regulations for many of its franchises. Now, these rumors for the game also lead to the news that the world of Hercules may also be included as part of the new game. The game may also feature many places from the Hercules world, as they said, as they're going to be able to fight off against the odds of his enemy, Lythos, the rock titan character from the original Hercules film. Now, this is available for pre-order. They will be able to pre-order this in advance, but so far, it seems like Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be getting a winter release next year. Moving right along here, let's get into something from a galaxy far, far away. The Star Wars Holiday Special! No, I'm sorry, all right. (laughs) We're not going to have that here. But how about the new Star Wars Entertainment launch at Disney's Hollywood Studios? Now, Walt Disney World Resort has announced that the new Star Wars-inspired entertainment opening in Disney has happened at Hollywood Studios. Now, launching ahead of its December 18th movie premiere, the Star Wars The Force Awakens is attracting all kinds of people who want to have new experiences found within the Disney parks. Now, central to the entertainment is the new Star Wars Launch Bay, a multi-sensory hub where fans can interact with their favorite Star Wars characters, tour galleries showcasing memorabilia, as well as replicas of large-scale artifacts from the new movie. Now, the ever-popular Star Tours attraction has also been reimagined to involve characters and adventures from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, other highlights include the First Order Stormtroopers patrolling the park, the cantina featuring a hollow chest table, plus the Symphony in the Stars, a galactic spectacular fireworks display. Now, the theming event extends to the selection of food, beverages, and more, where you can have a variety of different things, from Padawan Limeade, BB-8 Lemon and Buttercream Cupcakes, Han Solo Souvenir Kids Meals, and so much more. Well, it is all coming to the Hollywood Studios and the launch bay is officially open so you can check out all those artifacts from The Force Awakens which is coming very soon. Now moving right along here but sticking with Star Wars just for a little bit longer here, how about Disney using the Force as you will to keep Star Wars premiere top secret? Now invites have already been handed out and the venue information for the first public screening of J.J. Abrams' highly anticipated film Star Wars The Force Awakens is still under wraps. Now this is a feat in Hollywood. Usually it's out there, you know where it's going to be, 
when it's going to happen, but a version of the story first appeared in the December 11th issue of the Hollywood Reporter magazine. Now, the force, as Disney puts it, must be strong with them because the studio is having a rare feat because the premiere is taking place in Los Angeles on December 14th, just four days before it hits the theaters. Now, traditionally, critics and other presses are able to see the film ahead of time at industry screenings, but Disney and Lucasfilm went as far as to forego all the early showings, including the all-important award screenings for the critics' groups, in order to keep J.J. Abrams' Helm sequel under wraps. Now, the intense secrecy has made the Star Wars The Force Awakens world premiere in Los Angeles on December 14th the hottest ticket in the area in many years. Now, sources say that Disney has been inundated with requests, and those who did receive an invitation November 25th are in the dark about the location. The invite states that the event will take place in Hollywood, but it doesn't even list a venue yet. Now, most Disney premieres, including the Avengers films, are hosted simultaneously in multiple theaters, such as the TLC Chinese, as well as El Capitan and Dolby. Now, others who have gotten an early look include Disney execs Alan Horn, who has seen it a handful of times, at least Bob Iger and Alan Bergman, while Walt Disney and Pixar Animation Studios chief John Lasseter has seen it around 20 minutes of it. Now, Steven Spielberg, an Abrams mentor and longtime colleague of the Lucasfilm president, Kathleen Kennedy, tells The Hollywood Reporter, I have seen the new Star Wars. Yes, I have. J.J. is like my brother, and we've known each other since he was 14. But like a good brother, Spielberg is keeping what he thinks about the movie in the family. So it is coming. It is so under wraps. I am excited, as everybody is, just what's happening with Luke Skywalker. Now, one last Star Wars thing here, right? There's just Star Wars seems like it's the hottest news right now with, uh, you know, the holidays. But how about the light-up Star Wars figures coming to Disney Infinity 3.0? Now, the new light-up Star Wars figures are coming to Disney Infinity 3.0, and the figures, which come with a light-up lightsaber when placed on the Disney Infinity base, will include Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, Yoda, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. In the United States, there's one additional figure in the form of Kanan Jarrus. Yes, we all love Kanan from Disney's Rebels. Fantastic show. Even as an adult, I never miss an episode. Now, coming up, it is fantastic. It is getting released, and the all-new Light Up Star Wars figures are coming for certain. Now, some of the figures that are getting released in the United Kingdom is Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan. And like we said, you're also going to have Kanan, which is coming exclusively, but only through Amazon in the United States. So definitely check it out. They are getting ready for purchase on December 18th when The Force Awakens does get released. Now, moving along here, you love Disney, right? We all love Disney. That's why we sit here, listen to our show and my rambling every single week. But how about an all-new dating site helping Disney fans find their happily ever after? Yes, if you're single and looking for a fellow Disney enthusiast to mingle with, there's a new dating site just for you, and it's Mouse Mingle. Now, it's an all-new dating site that launched to help match Disney fans together in hopes of giving them a happily ever after. Now, the site lets you personalize your profile to include your favorite Disney songs and even ask about your Disney merchandise. Now, the site states that traditional internet dating sites don't understand the passion people have for all things Disney, but we do here at Mouse Mingle. Now, the photo section of the site holds photos of both men and women in the theme park, and some even rocking the famous Mickey Mouse ears. Now, the site does explain this site is for adults, but it is not adult-themed. So basically, you love Mickey Mouse, you love Goofy, our guest here this week, right? You love all these things, you can connect up with other people that are like-minded. It's no different than other sites that are out there for race car enthusiasts, movie enthusiasts, just you want to find that person that connects up with you, right? I mean, 
come on, you even have what? Farmersonly.com, which I'm not going to sing that ridiculous song, but now you have mousemingle.com for all of you Disney enthusiasts out there. Now, pushing right along here, since we are talking about getting together, how about an epic Disney ride proposal perfectly caught on camera? Yes, the proposal brings an all-new meaning to the phrase, taking the plunge. Now, we were just talking about people connecting up, getting married, finding that person in their life. Well, timed out perfectly, Patrick D. Nicola popped the question on Disney's Splash Mountain just as the couple was approaching the final drop, and just in time for the ride's camera to snap a photo. Now, how brilliant is that? And you gotta see this photo. It is fantastic. He's popping the question, has the ring out, she's screaming, it's going down, Now, my one question is, what happens if he dropped that ring during the plunge? That would have been a big, big issue. Well, as he is officially released, I knew that the last place you would expect me to pop the question that this would be. Now, as he said, this is the only thing I had left to bring an element of surprise. Now, the two were wed last year at Disney World, naturally, and it is fantastic. And they posted this picture. It just... It's fantastic. I mean, I I can't say it enough. I mean, we're on a radio show, so I I can only tell you, go check it out. It's it's fantastic. Just now moving along here, let's get into a little bit of Disney Channel news. And how about the Disney Channel Austin and Alley episode, Santas and Surprises, is coming this holiday season. That's right. Disney Channel's fifth annual Fala Holidays programming begins this month, and it continues all throughout the month of December with incredible holiday-themed episodes of some of your favorite shows, including Bunked, Girl Meets World, Casey Undercover, Best Friends Whenever, Live and Maddie, and of course, Austin and Alley. Now, the brand new episode of Austin and Alley is airing on Disney Channel on December 6th this weekend. Now, the episode is titled Santas and Surprises, and it will air at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, you can check out a description of the episode that I'm going to give here just for all of you tuning in here. Now, when one of Austin Alley's music students is sad about spending Christmas away from her father, the gang rallies together to help try make her happy. Come on, doesn't get more Christmassy than that, and that is going to be debuting this weekend, the all-new Austin and Alley episode, Santa and Surprises. Now, since we are talking about the Disney Channel, let's get into Disney XD, and how about some Mario Kart. Yes, you heard me right. And how about Mario Kart 8 Clash of the Karts coming to Disney XD where you can watch Gamer Kids battle it out on the television. Yes, watching games takes place on television is all part of the fun, especially if you're a fan of the sport, but even video game championships are being broadcast to those who are interested in gaming. Now, Disney XD has taken this new concept of esports gaming, streaming it to their channel as they broadcast Mario Kart 8 on the television. Now, according to IGN, Nintendo's Wii U exclusive kart racing game is getting a show called Mario Kart 8 Clash of the Karts, and it's going to debut on Disney XD Channel. Now, the show will reportedly be featuring America's best young gamers compete alongside various YouTube personalities in a one-hour Mario Kart 8 competition. Now, the esports program is similar to the one that Nintendo World Championships do in October. Now, as they've released, our first experiment earlier this year was a formal event with the likes of the dedication with eSports, said Disney XD general manager. Now, we wanted to focus on a single game with a special and have a more intimate event. Now, eSports is something that's blossoming, and to this day, we want to have something that's relevant and unique on Disney XD. Now, Mario Kart 8 Clash of the Karts will be airing this weekend on Saturday, December 5th, and it is going to be kicking off at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So all of you D-heads, with that said, there's a lot more news on the horizon. Well, 
Not a lot more. Like I said, news is a little bit lighter here this week. But we have some other things coming, including Snow White coming to Blu-ray. Yes, it is getting released on February 2nd in all-new digital media format, Blu-ray, and so much more. We also have Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Yes, Beans from Even Stevens getting spotted at them all. And how about the Walt Disney Signature Collection that is happening as well? Finally, The Good Dinosaur in Wyoming. There's a lot of great things, a lot of great news tips. Definitely check it out on our website. But I'm just going to push along here, take a break from the news for a little bit. But like I said, we're gearing up. We have the one and only Bill Farmer here, Aaron, Caitlin, Paige, Nathan, Randy, Jason, all the D-team stopping in here. So we're going to continue on. But before I release that, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All those fantastic souvenirs, Christmas gifts, and bringing that joy this holiday season to somebody in your life. So definitely check them out at dvc-rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm keeping news a little bit short here since it is a little bit lighter anyways. So let's press on as we gear up for the one and only iconic Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. We continue on with our month-long, very merry Christmas celebration. So I'm going to release the reins to the D team. Have a merry Christmas, great weekend, and this isn't the last you've heard of me. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Come on, I had to try. I always think of it never came again. I wanna cry. Here we are on the brink of an eye, another year gone by. Sometimes life gets in the way, and we all forget to laugh. Ups and downs come and go, and we don't know where we're at. Oh, the best time After all The holidays are 
Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice behind the characters Goofy, Pluto, and many of your other Disney favorites. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Cooper. And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down This back. holiday, you can visit London and the Florida Everglades. Mickey Mouse. Why, Mr. Scrooge. And a villainous villainess. Bring her back, boys. You can spend your holidays with the all-new featurette, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And Walt Disney Productions, The Rescuers. A great family vacation. Rated G. Coming for the holidays to a theater near you. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige from the D-Team here. So as our guest this week is Goofy himself, Mr. Bill Farmer, Jonathan has challenged us to think of our goofiest Christmas memory. Now, I've had some goofy moments in my Christmas past, one involving my sister and I maybe mixing up time zone changes a little bit and waking our grandparents up at 5.30 on Christmas morning. But the one that probably sticks out the most came about my freshman year of high school and again senior year. Freshman year, my best friend gave me a picture frame ornament for Christmas. So I decided that after the Christmas Eve service a few days later, we needed to take a picture for it. Well, my friend is about as goofy as it gets. Goofy's actually one of his favorite characters. So he decided, why take a normal picture when we can laugh it up a little bit? So when we moved out of the sanctuary to take the picture, he went towards the nativity scene, scooped up the donkey figurine, put on a cheeky grin, and the camera snapped the photo of him, the donkey, and me. Our families were laughing so hard, I don't think we knew if we were getting on stares from everyone else around us because of the donkey or the laughter. Three years later for our senior year, we decided we needed to recreate the picture. The original still holds its place in the ornament all these years later, and I don't think it will ever be replaced. Who knows? Maybe for our final year of college, we're going to have to recreate it one last time. But Christmas Eve 2009 will always hold a high ranking in the goofiest Christmas memory for me. Take some time to think back and laugh about a funny memory this Christmas season. The last thing I expected And nothing like I planned But somehow everything turned out perfect tonight I think I understand It's the season where magical thinking completely applies Children can teach us that simply believing's the road to sweet surprise The road to sweet surprise Skies are filled with wishes tonight. The sky is filled with prayers. The night is full of hope and of promises kept because somebody cares. It's the season of beautiful endings we'll never forget. Knowing that we'll be together again makes this my best Christmas yet. This is my best Christmas Sing hallelujah Sing silent night like we used to do Let's take a moment of thanks For the dreams that are coming true All my dreams came true (laughs) 
it's almost over This year is nearly done It's drifting toward that place where our memories live A gift for everyone Have I told you how often I think of the day we met? Knowing that we'll be together again makes this my best Christmas yet. This is my best Christmas have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron. It's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we can now officially move on to Christmas. You guys managed to work through your turkey comas to send me some more great questions, so let's reach into the virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Henry and family in St. Louis, and he writes, Diz Radios, I want to know. With holidays around the corner, my question is geared towards the Christmas classics. One I consider a classic is Mickey's Christmas Carol. I heard somewhere this was Mickey's big return to television at the time. Is that true? I also heard there are two versions of an LP out there. What are the differences between the two LPs? All I ever find is the one that is the record version of the TV special. Is there another LP I am missing? Thanks for the help, and Merry Christmas. Well, this is one of my favorites of all time. Mickey's Christmas Carol was released in 1983, as I am sure everyone knows, is an adaptation of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. This was the first original Mickey Mouse theatrical cartoon produced in over 30 years. With the exception of re-releases, Mickey had not appeared in movie theaters since the short film The Simple Things in 1953. Many additional characters seen in the film had also not appeared in theatrical cartoon for several decades. This film was also the last time in which Clarence Nash voiced Donald Duck. And yes, there are two different LPs. Mickey's Christmas Carol was largely in animated adaptation of a Disneyland Records 1974 audio musical entitled An Adaptation of Dickens' Christmas Carol. The musical featured similar dialogue and cast of characters with the exception of the first and last Christmas ghost. Then there's the LP that is directly from the movie. Make sure to listen to Diz Radio's Lifetime of Disney Player 
to hear both versions of A Christmas Carol. Our next question is from Rebecca Flangstaff from Houston, Texas, and she writes, Question for Aaron on Diz Radio? Disney has some great Christmas music. There are tons of records and CDs out there for it. I kind of recall a park album once, but I'm not sure. Maybe called Seasonal or Seasons or something? I can't find it, so maybe I am wrong. Any assistance is greatly appreciated. Well, you're referring to Disney's Season of Song Traditional Holiday Collection. It's a 1996 Walt Disney Records album featuring Christmas carols by the Disney Dickens Christmas Carolers. It includes such great songs as Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, Jingle Bells, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's available for purchase on Amazon. And our final question this week is from Michael Drake of Detroit, Michigan. He writes, Happy Holidays, Disney On Demand. Great show, and I love the holiday shows best. My question for you is all about Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Was this the first time the characters were rendered in 3D CGI? And, and also, I see Max Goof as a kid, teenager, and apparently in college in one movie. Is he the only Disney character to actually grow up? Merry Christmas, and see you real soon. Well, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas is a 2004 computer-animated direct-to-video comedy film produced by Disney Toon Studios and the sequel to 1999's Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. The segments in this video feature Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Pluto, Goofy, Max, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Scrooge McDuck in five different segments. Along with the Mickey's Fill Her Magic theme park attraction, this production is one of the first to depict the Mickey Mouse series characters with 3D computer animation. Max is one of the few Disney characters, aside from his best friend PJ and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, child or otherwise, who is actually aged in subsequent appearances. He is depicted as an 11-year-old in Goof Troop, then a teenager in high school in a Goofy movie, then in an extremely Goofy movie he turns 18 years old and is starting college. In House of Mouse, he is a teenager who is old enough to be employed as a parking valet. In Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, he is a child who looks and sounds younger than he does in Goof Troop. And in Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, he is a young adult who is returning home from college for the holidays. I really love him in Twice Upon a Christmas. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Mr. Scrooge, uh, tomorrow is Christmas, and I was wondering if I could have half a day off. Christmas, eh? Well, mm, I suppose so. But I'll dock you half a day's pay. Now, let's see. I'll pay you two shillings a day. But two shillings and a halfpenny, sir. Oh, yes. I gave you that raise three years ago. Yes, sir. When I started doing your laundry. All right, Cratchit. Get busy while I go over my books. Oh, and here. 
Here's another bundle of shirts for you. Yes, sir. Mm, let's see. Macduff owes me. <laughs> I owe Macdougal. <laughs> ah, money, money, money. The only thing that counts with me is money. Ah, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The happiest time of day is when I put my coins away, lock them up, bolt the door and dream about moustache. As a philanthropic fella, I'm a failure. But as a miser, I'm a smash. The only thing that counts for me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The only thing that counts for him is money. that you cannot buy contentment. Oh, but that philosophy is trash. The only thing that counts with me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. The only thing that counts with him is money. Money! The only thing he's counting on is gold. Nobody could exceed this individual for green. Scrooge is cheap. that you cannot buy contentment. Oh, I'm sorry, but that philosophy is trash. I didn't mean it. The only thing that counts with me is M-O-N-E-Y. You see, the only thing I'm counting on is cash. Cash money. What do you want? Tis a work day, you know. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Humbug, I say. Bah, humbug. I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day. And any jackanapes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. Hello, I'm Ed Asner, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2. A quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. With Christmas in the air, it's hard not to think about Christmas gifts for friends and family when you're in the parks. And we just found out some of the coolest gift items are now available at Disney Springs. The Disney Advanced Shoe and Backpack Collection is now being featured at Curl by Sammy Duvall. And if you haven't seen these shoes yet, trust me, they're amazing. Patterns range from The Little Mermaid, Disney Princesses, and Alice in Wonderland, to Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, the Jungle Book, and 101 Dalmatians. So make sure to stop in and take a peek. They might be the perfect fit. If you want to do something unique at Disney Parks over the holidays, why not stop by a few of the resorts to check out their gingerbread displays and Christmas trees? It's perfect if you're looking for a slower-paced holiday activity during your trip. You can find gingerbread houses at the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, Boardwalk Inn, the Yacht Club, and the Beach Club. And these aren't your grandma's gingerbread houses. 
The house in the Grand Floridian is a life-size 16 feet tall and has 40 window panes and is made with 700 pounds of chocolate. Each have their own unique over-the-top Christmas theme. And when it comes to the Christmas trees, prepare to be breathtaking. Each is uniquely decorated, and I wish more than anything I could make the rounds to see them this season. The Contemporary's tree is 70 feet tall. If you're looking for a fun and festive Sunday night activity, hop over to the Disney Parks blog to watch their live stream from Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. They'll be playing the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade and Holiday Wishes beginning at 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there are many heartwarming Christmas tales all around the world. Let us step into this wonderful story, Disney Christmas Stories! As our Christmas story comes to an end, we wish for your heartfelt stories to continue throughout this joyful winter season. Hey again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio History with show number 92 from December of 2014 featuring Eve Gordon. You may recognize Eve from such hits as I'll Be Home for Christmas as Carolyn, 
Felicity as Barb Reporter and Hunter, Heart of Dixie as Delia and Lee, and American Horror Story as Dr. Hall. So swing on by to show 92 plus our additional archives and take a listen now. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we begin in 1835 with writer and humorist Mark Twain being born Samuel Langhorn Clemens in the small town of Florida, Missouri, despite him being raised in Hannibal, Missouri. Walt Disney admired Twain's writing, and so the famous author's name and image can be found scattered throughout all the Disney theme parks all over the world. And in 1901, Sunday, Walter Elias Disney, Uncle Walt himself, is born to Flora and Elias Disney in their two-story cottage in Chicago, Illinois. In 1927, actor Robert Guillaume, the voice of Rafiki in the Lion King animated feature, is born in St. Louis, Missouri. In 1933, Clarence Charles Nash from Oklahoma joined the Disney studio as an employee number 125. Impressed by Nash's vocal skills, Disney had asked Nash to make an informal audition after first meeting him in 32. Nash will best be known for providing the original voice of Donald Duck and will also earn the nickname Ducky. In 1965, Disney's live-action feature film That Darn Cat starring Haley Mills and Dean Jones is generally released. In 1966, an ill Walt Disney celebrates what will be his last birthday in a California hospital. In 1971, the Walt Disney World Open $150,000 Golf Championship began in Florida. In 1973, actor Bruno Campos, the voice of Prince Naveen in Disney's 2009 The Princess and the Frog, is born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. In 1978, the final episode of the new Mickey Mouse Club, which first debuted in January of 77, aired on television. Today's theme is Friday, Showtime Day. In 1988, the Walt Disney Company announces it will create another movie company called Hollywood Pictures. In 1996, rocker Brian Adams performed at Pleasure Island in Florida. In 1997, the first ever batch of Disney movies to appear on DVD are released. Among the eight films, they are Georgia the Jungle, Phenomenon, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, The Rock, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. In 1998, a 1931 Mickey Mouse doll sells for 4,370 pounds, which is about 7,250 US dollars, at a Christie's teddy bear auction in London, England. In 2001, it is reported that the Walt Disney Internet Group will make popular Disney characters and songs available on AT&T wireless phones for the first time in the United States. And also in 2001, Disney fans around the world celebrate Walt Disney's 100th birthday. And also on the same theme of Walt's 100th birthday, also in 2001, Walt Disney's hometown is celebrating having a 100th birthday celebration in Marceline, Missouri, and it will take place with a variety of activities. Meanwhile, in Florida, the Sorcerer's Hat at Disney MGM Studios is dedicated to commemorate Walt Disney's 100th birthday during the 100 Years of Magic press event. A giant showpiece based on the hat worn by Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia, the hat sits on a foundation made from enough concrete to cover a football field. Characters, guests, and cast members all gathered in front of the Sorcerer's Hat to cut a giant 25 by 17 foot cake made up of 100 individual sheet cakes to celebrate his 100th birthday. And also, although it was open since September of that year, Michael Eisner helped dedicate the park's newest attraction just in time, Walt Disney's One Man's Dream. And in 2003, Pirates of the Caribbean The Curse of the Black Pearl is released on DVD. 
And three years later, in 2006, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest makes its Disney DVD debut. And also in 2006, High School Musical The Concert 2006 tour kicks off in San Diego, California. In 2009, singer Celine Dion is taped performing Oh Come Ye All Ye Faithful in the lobby of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa in Disney World for the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade on ABC Television. In 2011, the premiere of Disney Channel's holiday movie, Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas, inspired by the Good Luck Charlie series, is watched by 6.9 million viewers. And also in 2011, a new television series, Austin and Alley, premieres on the Disney Channel. And we're going to end this week in Disney history, D-Heads, with 2013, when the new owners of the home on Chicago's northwest side, where Walt Disney was born, joined a team of preservationists and celebrators at the home to launch a Kickstarter campaign with hopes of raising $500,000 to fund renovations and bring the home to a landmark status. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com, and as always, guys, have a great week, and see you real soon. from Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, and you are listening to Disney On Demand.
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you're enjoying this very long, wonderful kickoff to our month-long Very Merry Christmas celebration for show number 127. Thank you to the D-team who's stopping in all show long. They're going to be stopping in later on as well, as we're gearing up for the one and only iconic Bill Farmer to be stopping in here very shortly. Yes, the voice of Goofy, Pluto, and many others. And like I already said, your news is a little bit light here this week as we're pushing along with our Very Merry Christmas celebration. So much like the rest of the team, I think I'm going to take this moment to slow down and give you one of my goofiest, uh, I guess silliest or most fun Christmas memories. And of course, this one isn't from when I was a child. This one was actually from when I was an adult. Uh, And it was probably about seven, eight years ago. Now, you know, everybody knows you're waiting for Santa Claus to to come, like all of our young D-heads out there who are tuning in. You're always ready for Santa. You're waiting for Santa to come. But sometimes you just need that little extra push, something to really just spark that interest. And I remember when my daughter was maybe about a year and a half old, maybe two years old, and we wanted to make it special for her and have Santa stop by the house before the real big man did come, you know, that year. So I was like, all right, I'll stand in. I'll be one of his helpers this year. So I went out, I got a Santa Claus suit, full beard, the whole works. We went to the house, and I'm sitting there, I'm going, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. You know, just doing the whole thing. Now, to a little kid who's about a year and a half, two years old, uh, she was great. She was enthralled. She's looking at it. Of course, my youngest son was only a couple months old. He wanted nothing to do with me, screaming, kicking, whatever. But anyways, many of my wife's friends wanted me to stop by and be Santa Claus. Now, you're thinking, okay, that's not uncommon. So I went around to all these houses with uh, younger kids, uh, probably about four or five houses. And it was fun. I was Santa Claus, having fun, whatnot. Now, as they got older, I couldn't do that anymore. Now, what makes this so goofy to me is one year, finally, two years later, everyone wanted me to go around again. Let's be Santa once again, be Santa's helper until the real big man does show up. So you know what? I show up there. I have the beard on. Uh, Same thing again. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. And finally, one of the kids busted out. Why is Santa so short? Because for many of you D-heads out there, you you don't realize I am actually a pretty short guy. I'm just shy of 5'7". So I'm not a very tall Santa. And then I'm also not a very large Santa, even with pillows. So from that point forward, everyone's like, why is Santa so short? You know, lots of fun, whatnot. And one of my wife's friend's children is convinced that the real Santa is a lot shorter. And now she's about eight years old and she loves Santa Claus. And she will tell everybody completely that Santa is wrong. It's not the right Santa at the mall. That the real Santa has a very curly beard. He's very short like the elves. And he has a lot higher of a voice. So to me, that's a goofy Christmas. That's something that I think is completely fun, sticks out in my mind, something completely silly, especially because it makes me think about, uh, you know, where uh, Goofy went next door to help the neighbors. And of course, Max finds out it's Goof. But, you know, it's that kind of thing. I went around to the neighbors, completely fun. It was just whatnot. But the, the thing that just really still to this day is my daughter, And her friend will still argue about Santa Claus. And of course, my daughter is convinced, you know, Santa Claus is the real big man. But her friend is convinced that he's short like an elf, has a curly white beard and uh, whatnot. So from this day on, you know, one time she's going to hit about 18 years old, look at a picture and be like, I think that was Mr. Johnson. So all of you D-Ads, with that, I just want to share something little, stop in here, have a little bit of a goofy memory. And uh, that's one that's just right in the foremost of my mind. I, I actually have... A lot of memories that I'm going to be sharing with you later on in the month because our guests are definitely going to coincide with a couple of these stories that I can tell. And all of you D-heads out there know that I can tell some 
pretty good stories out there from uh, our uh, our lives. So with that, I'm gearing up. We got the one and only iconic Bill Farmer stopping in very shortly. We have more from the D team and so much more as we continue on with our very Merry Christmas celebration. So all VD heads, I'm going to release the reins once again. Have fun. Merry Christmas. And when I'm back, I'm going to have the one and only iconic voice of Goofy, Bill Farmer, back here on the show. Be right back, all VD heads. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle, lingle, lingle has started on his merry way. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle, lingle, lingle has a brand new reindeer driven sleigh. It's filled with toys for girls and boys and things you youngsters like to see. There's gifts for Pop and gifts for Mom to spread around your Christmas tree. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle, lingle, lingle has worked so hard throughout the year. He'll soon be here with a tingle, lingle, lingle to bring us all some Christmas cheer. So hang your stocking by the fireplace And down the chimney with a smiling face Will come Chris, Chris Kringle With a tingle-lingle-lingle With a tingle-lingle-lingle-lingle-ling on his merry way. Chris Chris Kringle with a tingle ingle lingle has a brand new reindeer driven sleigh. It's filled with toys for girls and boys and things you youngsters like to see. Why there's gifts for Pop and there's gifts for Mom. Spread around your Christmas tree. Chris, Chris Gringle, with a tingle, lingle, lingle, has worked so hard throughout the year. And he'll soon be here with a tingle, lingle, lingle, to bring us all some Christmas cheer. So hang your stocking by the fireplace. Down the chimney with a smiling face will come Chris Chris Kringle with a tingle lingle lingle with a tingle lingle lingle lingle. Ha! Merry Christmas! Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC-82 Deck the vault with balls of holly 
Oh, hey gang, you caught me decorating down here. It's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the delicious place we call the vault. Now, chocked full with hot cocoa. The Christmas season is upon us. That means it's time to dust off those blue rays with red and green. Yes, that means it's time to get the best of Disney Blu-ray out to you Christmas style. I thought it most fitting to bring out one that I have not done. In the number of segments that I've done here on Disney On Demand, I cannot believe I have not gotten to my favorite Christmas movie. Yes, everyone's a favorite. I get it. You hear me say it every week. However, I have to admit, this is the movie that warms my heart, that gets to me every time, and I am thankful that Disney took the time to put it in beautiful Technicolor. I'm bringing out the 1961 classic, fit for holiday viewing, Babes in Toyland. Our story opens as Mother Goose and her sassy mouth goose pal, Sylvester, introduce us to a land full of nursery rhymes and forgotten tales. Yes, we're going to Miami. No, actually, we are still going to the Toyland area. You're going to find them all. Little Jack Corner, Jack jumping over the candlestick, a very young Angelian being Little Bo Peep, and of course, our heroine, Mary. And why is everyone in Toyland excited about Mary? Well, Mary and Tom are getting married. Well, Luke and Laura got married, too, and you didn't see everyone get excited. Well, okay, everybody got excited during that time. The it couple of Toyland is finally tying the knot. And what's the best way to do it but to celebrate? Through song and dance, of course. Jazz hands, five, six, seven, eight. As the glorious day approaches, Mary Contrary and Tom Piper, played beautifully by the it girl herself of Disney fandom, Annette Funicello, and Tommy Sands. The Toyland residents say, yes, we agree, we won it. It's like the royal wedding of toys. However, lurking deep in the darkness of Toyland, and yeah, I guess there would be dark parts of Toyland. You've got the toys that time forgot, although you do get angel kitties. What's there to be so dark about? But anyway, back to the deep, dark recesses of Toyland. The villainous Barnaby, lurking in the shadows, played brilliantly by Ray Bolger. Yes, the Scarecrow himself from The Wizard of Oz. This is a dream come true kind of movie. Barnaby wants no fanfare for this wedding. Why, you may ask? Well, of course he's in love with Mary Contrary. Well, how does your garden grow? As any villain would do, Barnaby enlists Gonzorgo and Rodrigo to steal Tom. That's not too bad. But then, of course, we have to throw him into the sea and kill him. Okay, not so good in Toyland. On the second side of that plot, why don't we steal Mary's Technicolor sheep, and then for sure, Mary's going to want to fall in love with Barnaby. Well, that may work in Toyland, but it doesn't work down here in the vault. But the plan does go on. But in typical sidekick fashion, Gonzorgo and Rodrigo think that one payment is good enough, but two is even better. Since Barnaby's paying for them to kill him, and as they're going about their plan, Gonzorgo and Rodrigo make a deal with a pack of gypsies to sell Tom and make it look like they killed him. Talk about double dipping. 
The two returned to Barnaby without proof of his death, which infuriates him, wondering if Tom is truly dead. But he still pursues Mary, almost getting her to his castle in Spain, but with no avail. Mary is intent in finding Tom and brings a gang of Toyland citizens with her to help find her lost beau. On the way, they discover that the toy maker, played by the Mad Hatter and the uncle everyone loves from Mary Poppins, Ed Wynn, and his assistant, Gumbio, played by Tommy Kirk, yet another Mouseketeer, again, how could you not love this film, are in desperate need of a solution that will help them generate enough toys to cover the Christmas demand. Add in everyone's favorite toy soldiers from the Very Merry Christmas Parade, a few songs and dances, and of course a happy ending. Babes in Toyland is a Technicolor masterpiece full of sight, sound, and music that all but starts your Christmas cheer. I am so happy to have this on Blu-ray. It tickles me every time to see it on the screen. Well, not physically tickle me because then that gets really creepy, but you know, gives me those warm fuzzies. The quality is gorgeous. You have to remember, this is 1961, and Disney was playing with something he's never done before, which was a live-action musical. So he had to do a lot to make this work, making sure that the colors were right, the gimmicks were great, and of course, the innovation to film was top-notch. And Mr. Disney, you do not fail me again. These boldly colored scenes and these highly elaborate costumes full of rich hues are going to go wonderfully in Blu-ray. They're going to pop right out of your screen. The great thing is that they actually used the film print to make this copy. So the print was in great condition. A few flaws here and there, but again, from 1961, can't go wrong. Now, this being for a musical, you would expect a little bit more from the audio side of it. But unfortunately, it was only mixed in Dolby 2.0 instead of 5.0. I can't complain. However, all your speakers aren't going to get those full, rich sounds. When you get to my favorite part, the bonus features, you're going to sadly be disappointed. But you know what? To me, having this classic on Blu-ray is a feature and an extra and a special feature all in one. Yes, I would have loved to have seen if they had done any extra scenes and or had a behind the scenes making of the film. But again, in 61, I'm not so certain if they were ready for that. But at the same time, knowing Walt, he probably had some cameras going on behind the scenes documenting this entire process. And that may be something in someone else's vault, not necessarily mine, that we may find some way, someday. As you can tell, I cannot recommend this film enough. It is a great way to start the holidays. What a great way to introduce your family to those wonderful marching toy soldiers that we see every year in the parade. And some people may not realize that's where they come from. Why not introduce your family to Annette if you haven't been introduced to her before? Or see the Scarecrow in a whole new light. But whatever reason it is to pop in Babes in Toyland, I hope you do one thing, and that is sing along and smile through the entire thing. Because it may become your next Christmas classic. So I'm going to pull this one out of the Blu-ray player and put it back on the shelf and 
Violet under F for fantasy, and we will see you again next week as we continue Christmas down here in the vault on Disney On Demand. So until then, gang, remember the magic of Disney movies is always a hop, skip, and a jump down the rabbit hole and always deep inside of you. During Backstage Party, Walt Disney shared with you a few selected scenes from his first big musical motion picture, Babes in Toyland. Every sparkling moment, an exciting new entertainment treat. Starring Ray Bolger, Tommy Sands, and Annette, and Ed Wynn. Don't miss Babes in Toyland, coming at Christmas time to a theater near you. Hey again, D-Heads, this is Nathan, and I'm here with a Christmas memory. Um, we tend to have Christmas memories that always seem to be very happy, very go-lucky, but there can also be really silly or goofy, unexpected ones, too. Um, so, I think one of the biggest ones that stands out in my mind is actually coming up on its one-year anniversary, and that would be when our daughter Natalie got her bunny snowflake, um, last year for Christmas, and we did not have any idea this was going to be happening. She had been asking her papa for years, oh, you need to get me a bunny, you need to get me a bunny, I want a bunny so bad, and we had also planned on getting her a bunny, we were just waiting for a good time to do it, and we all showed up at Christmas last year, and we went through dinner and visiting, and, you know, kicking back and relaxing, and then it came time for gifts. I'm standing in the kitchen, and Natalie's papa walks up to me, and he's all like, Hey, I have a bunny in the car for Natalie. And I almost choked on the drink that I had, and I was like, Wait, you, you have what? And he was like, I have a bunny in the car for Natalie. And I was like, Yeah, that's really funny. And he's like, No, really, I have a bunny in the car. And sure enough, ten minutes later, he walks in with a cage with a towel draped over it, and Natalie looked very perplexed and puzzled, and was like, what is this? And he lifted it up, and she about had a heart attack, as did a lot of us who were very unexpectedly uh, anticipating this this bunny to come. So he did uh, keep his promise and follow through, and I do have to say that was probably one of the goofiest, unexpected holiday memories that I have. Um, but yeah, so maybe following sweet to that or going off on a totally different path, you make sure that you and your family go out and make a very goofy, funny, memorable holiday memory this upcoming season, and I will talk to you guys soon. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and a happy holidays, Merry Christmas. It is the Christmas season, and with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of you, whether you've grown up watching television, movies, and even listened to many of our shows in the archives. He's a past guest and somebody you know as the voice of Goofy, Pluto, Horace Horse Collar, and so many others. We have none other than the talented Bill Farmer here with us, Welcome back to Disney On Demand. Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me. 
Oh, it is our pleasure having you back on. I mean, somebody of your resume, uh, you know, come on, you've played such a role in everybody's lives. Now, I know we touched base upon this uh, way back when, when you were here in 2012, but I guess uh, for anyone that's tuning in first, I guess, how did you land the role of Goofy and in getting into voice acting? Well, I was just one of those weird kids that did voices, and I always loved cartoons back growing up on a little in a little town in uh, south-central Kansas. And as the TV was on in the morning, I would come, you know, to my mom, and I'd try out voices that I'd heard on the uh, on the television. And I'd, you know, I'd go, I, I say there, Mom, I'd like some mashed potatoes, you know. And she would think, our belly's weird, you know. And uh, my dad didn't know what to think of me. He just thought, something's really wrong with that kid. And uh, not knowing that it would turn into a career. Um, got popular with that around high school. Do voices day. We'd drive through, you know, McDonald's or something and do a strange voice. And I'd like a Whopper with cheese, you know, and then they'd look out. And it just was kind of a joke for a, a long time. Got my degree in broadcast journalism, kicked around in radio for a number of years, and then got into stand-up comedy back in Dallas in the, the early 80s, back in 1982. Did that for about five years uh, on the advice of an agent, came to Hollywood, and got lucky with my very first animated character audition, which was for Goofy. Well, you know, and the rest is uh, history. Like I said, you've played such a role. You know, taking over that iconic role from somebody that was already a legend, and now Goofy is, everybody associates Gil, uh, Goofy with the one and only Bill Farmer. I guess with that, I guess we can jump into Goofy first, of of course, and with the holidays. Um, you know, we've talked about a variety of different things from, uh, you know, a Goofy movie and some of your favorites there. But with the holidays, is there any one Christmas uh, Goofy moment that you've been part of that is truly memorable for you? Well, there's there's a couple of projects that I've done. Of course, uh, Once Upon a Christmas, and there's Twice Upon a Christmas. Once Upon a Christmas was uh, with uh, Goofy and Max in a, uh, a wonderful little uh, kind of a three-story kind of uh, a, a project. And if you can find that, it's really a well-done uh, Christmas story. Um, also, we did an album, a uh, record, record album, or what we, what, what we in the old days called a record, uh, a CD called The Twelve Days of Christmas, uh, written by uh, Robin Fredericks, who uh, did some wonderful songs. And I think um, among all of us that worked on that, we feel that that's probably one of the best you know, song albums that we've ever done. And I've probably done about 25 to 30 over the years. But that's my favorite. I had a wonderful song called I'd Like to Have an Elephant for Christmas, Let It Snow. Our rendition of the 12 Days of Christmas, I think, was the best one that we've ever done. It's somewhat hard to find. Called the 12 Days of Christmas, and the CD's kind of on a green holiday kind of look. If you can find that, um, it's really a great album and has a lot of heart some great new songs that not just the old traditional songs but a lot of those too and uh as i remember doing the recording of it you know we all recorded ensemble together and even alan young who was scrooge mcduck uh and he's still doing that voice from time to time at age 94 did a cartoon with him this last year um he i think he's 94 or 96 something like that but uh, he's still working. We were all in the studio together, and it was just really a magical moment and a magical project to uh, to record. 
Well, you know, and with that, with the holidays too, you know, it, like you said, it's one of those magical moments. And somebody with Alan Young, I mean, you know, Mr. Ed, Alan Young show, Scrooge McDuck, um, even the one time he played Mickey Mouse on an LP. I mean, he has done so many different things, I guess, with that and, you know, with the holidays, does it ever just strike you and you step back and realize how these characters, especially Goofy, are just really playing a part in everyone's childhood and growing up and trimming the tree and, and they've become staples that people watch every single year? Well, next month I will have been doing Goofy for 29 years. So I'm kind of covering multi-generations now. And parents heard me when I was doing Goof Troop in the early 90s in a Goofy movie 20 years ago. And the young kids know these characters from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and uh, Mickey Mouse Shorts and, and all the other shows it's it's interesting to have a character that has been around for that long and is still used all the time. It really is becoming intergenerational, and watching people's faces light up when you do the voice is really special. I was um, signing autographs at a, a, a Comic-Con in Knoxville, Tennessee, Fanboy Expo, I believe it was. But one of the things that me and John Ratzenberger did was visit a children's hospital in, in Knoxville, and these are for, for seriously ill children who have uh, you know, cancer and that kind of thing. And I talked to kids in hospitals from time to time, but I'd never actually visited a hospital. And we were handing out Disney plush dolls and, and storybooks and things like that. And to do the voice in front of them, and if they're small enough, they don't get the idea that there's an actor behind the voice. So I will just say, I can talk like Goofy. Would you like me to talk like Goofy? And they go, yeah, I like that. And gorge, help me. <laughs> and then their face just lights up, and and it really is heartwarming. And, and it kind of shows me the the power that these characters have in people's lives over the years. And so I, I take that very seriously uh, when doing the voice. Well, you know, and like you said, it is uh, something that's been passed on to generations that, you know, you've been doing this for quite some time now, and I've even passed it on to my children as well. And, you know, you've now encompassed that. And, you know, Goofy is kind of like that, uh, uh, the Chevy Chase for children. You know, he's uh, he's out there being that bumbling father and goof. And um, with that and doing this role for so many years, do you still ever get in the studio and behind the mic? And uh, there's some lines or some scenes that you still got to think about, or is it all just come supernaturally and now Goofy is just part of you? Well, he is kind of a part of me. Getting to the character is no longer a problem. I know the character so well that it just is kind of a feeling. It's like when you, you know, learn a golf swing finally and it feels right. It's kind of like that. It's a muscle memory kind of thing. But every job, you can't skate through this. You always have to invest yourself, your emotional self, in the scene, or it's not going to sound that good. Uh, it will not sound genuine. It will kind of sound hollow, or you've always heard the term where, you know, they phoned in the, the performance. They just weren't in it. Well, to keep these characters really alive and current, you got to put yourself in that situation. And that requires pretty much kind of 100% uh, uh, concentration when you're doing this. You can't really think about, you know, i got to wash my car later on while I'm doing this. <laughs> you got to pay attention. 
Now, you know, aside from Goofy, you know, of course, the most iconic role, you also do so many other things, you know, from the 7D and, uh, you know, video games and uh, even being stinky and in Casper and so many other roles. Um, is it just fun and refreshing to get out there and just play all these different roles and then realizing all these different little nuggets when you're flipping through the channels that now you're playing a part in somebody's life? I've, yeah, I've been very fortunate to have done uh, so many of uh, Mel Blanc's voices. Not very often. They have a regular, a different, uh, Warner Brothers is a little different than Disney in that different projects may have a different cast. They have not had a, um, a policy where they have one actor per voice, where they have for the last 29 years with these characters, the Disney characters, so that people always heard the same voice. Um, but the times that I have gotten to, and I got to meet Mel Blanc uh, shortly before he passed away back in the Roger Rabbit days, actually, uh, and that was a big thrill because he was one of my idols. And to even get to do him, any of these characters, even even once is a, a giant thrill for me. Um, Stinky with the Casper movies was fun because it's totally different character. Doc in the Seven D's is a totally different character, and it's fun to st stretch your wings. And uh, I've done you know hundreds of voices in commercials and and uh, you know background voices and things like that over the years. But uh, to get those other iconic characters, even in one shot, if if I only did it once, is is a big thrill and a big opportunity for me. Well, you know, and with that, too, like you said, spreading your wings, that's going to bring me into some of the other things you do, of course, and uh, doing stand-up comedy and, and uh, getting that kind of thrill. Now, when you're on stage, is it just exhilarating getting that instant reaction from, you know, the crowd? And I guess, what do you, uh, where do you come up with much of your source material, if you can uh, divulge that? Well, um, you know, I, I try and keep a presence on stage because it is the best training for voiceover. You learn so much from an audience, the five years of stand-up, let me know, you know whether I was funny and what was funny. You think something's funny, and you put it up on stage in front of a crowd, and they'll let you know whether it's funny or not. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> I think it's funny and they don't, or something that I don't think that's funny, they will. You learn from an audience. As a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow night I'm going to be on stage at the uh, Gene Autry Museum in, in Hollywood. We're doing a radio, Christmas radio play, a Gene Autry radio play. And I'm portraying Pat Buttram, who is a, um, you know, a Gene Autry sidekick. So I'll be talking up there like Mr. Haney doing an old play from 1949. Well, you just try and, you know, you try and stay active on stage when you can. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, like I said, I mean, with that instant reaction as well, being on stage like that, um, you know, it's slightly different than seeing, you know, the reaction from everybody watching a film or a television show. Um, do you ever get those moments, though, where you're just looking at the audience and they are just mesmerized and laughing hysterically and you know that you're giving them the best evening they could possibly have? Oh, that's the best feeling ever. That was... Uh... That was the the high you have when you're you're doing stand up when it's all clicking on all cylinders and the crowd is just loving it. There's no feeling like that. It's the instant return. Whereas in a studio, uh, I never hear the reaction unless it's something that's going to be performed publicly in a movie or something like that. And I get that's fun to to see an audience react to your material on stage. But a live performance is still very special and there's nothing like it. 
Now, I guess, you know, with it, with your career and doing voices as well, you said you got your start in radio and doing voice acting. Um, you know, you also do, you know, voice coaching and whatnot. I guess with that, what's the one thing, I guess, the one tip of advice that you could give out there? Because, of course, now voice acting is a booming field and it's uh, almost like a claw and tooth your way anywhere now because it is so uh, everywhere. What's the one thing that you could give as advice for somebody out there who really wants to push through this and have a career in whether that's radio or voices or you name it? Probably if I had to uh, distill it down to one thing is it's practice. Practice and perseverance. You can't give up and you have to continually do it to perfect your craft. Um, The other thing I would say for aspiring voice actors, remember it's voice acting and the acting has the emphasis. Uh, Acting lessons are very important because it's not just doing a voice. You're not doing, as Dawes Butler told me when I first came out here, you're not doing funny voices. You are becoming a character that happens to have a funny voice. That's part of his character, but it's not the whole character. The character lives within you. It's the uh, emotional life of the character that's the most important. And uh, that's where the personality comes from. It's not just the voice. Well, you know, and like you said, it is voice acting. And, you know, that person has to become part of you. And then, you know, of course, coming back to Goofy, and you said, you know, he's part of you. You still got to get into the character. And with that, uh, is there one Goofy moment that is still, I guess, the the most cherished in your heart where when we're going to read your memoirs at some point, and I know you're going to write that book out there at some point, uh, uh, you know, uh, what is that one Goofy moment where you sit back and, you still just, it's that wow factor. Probably the wow factor is when I was at the premiere of a Goofy movie. That movie, we added a lot of layers to Goofy that he'd never had before. We made him a nurturing father, a caring father, with all of the worries that a regular dad might have. Uh, My son was about five years old when that movie came out. This being the 20th anniversary, we actually had a um, uh, revival of it at the D23 convention. Uh, Jason Marsden, who plays Max, his son is five years old now. His son got to kind of be a buddy-buddy with with, uh, Jason. I got to be kind of more of a buddy-buddy with my son. And, uh, of course, my son was totally confused. He didn't know if he was Goofy's son, Max's brother, you know, my son. He, he was messed up for a while. But, uh, no, it was a very bonding time for me with my son. And um, seeing the reaction of a, a live audience in a theater, in a movie that I'm starring in, still has to be probably my number one favorite uh, remembrance. Well, you know, and and with that, too, you know, having that reaction, and like you said, it's that bonding moment, which is one thing that Disney is always good at. It's always about bonding and memories and making it magical for families, I, I guess. And with that, and, uh, you know, with uh, the holidays out there, is there any places where we're going to hear you pop up in the upcoming new year, any projects, or anything that you can let us in on that you didn't have to sign a non-disclosure for? Well, let me see. Um of course, you know, and it's totally a guess. Uh, let me see. I've done Kingdom Hearts. Whenever they release that, which they've been threatening to do for years, <laughs> that'll be coming out. More episodes of the 7D, more Mickey Mouse shorts are coming out in the new year. We're still recording those. Um, we're actually uh, doing a new series for the five and under crowd, 
uh, in the kind of the vein of uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which I can't go into yet until I get the okay. But yes, there's a lot of stuff in the work, uh, works and uh, more stage shows at Disneyland and even did one for Tokyo Disneyland recently. There's always something in the works, in the pipelines. And so, yeah, you won't, uh, the goof won't be going away anytime soon. Well, you know, I wouldn't imagine that anyways with him being one of the Fab Five and, you know, seeing him all around. And with that, you also brought up the parks. And, of course, you know, with the holidays and Christmas time at the parks, um, you know, and lending your voice to Goofy for that, you know, for that role. Have you ever been to the parks during the holidays and seeing how this character is implemented and playing that role, even when he's dressed up with his dangling Santa beard? Oh, yes. Yeah. And... I, I will try and talk to the cast members that portray Goofy in the in the, the costume and the uh, wa- the walk arounds as we call them, and it's so fun. I'll if I find Goofy there in you know Town Square or whatever, I'll kind of go up and go, "Gorge, I'm your voice," and they about go nuts. But not one of them has ever broken character and talked while they were in on on stage, as they call it. Uh, they do a wonderful job, and it's always fun. I forget what I do, so when I see a parade, and, oh, there's Goofy, and then I hear myself, I go, oh, yeah, I I remember doing that. Uh, That's always a a fun thrill. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, he pops up in all the different all sorts of different places, and it still surprises me. Well, you know, and with Goofy, you know, he's he's up there, and like I said, one of those uh, Fab Five. I, I can imagine all the different uh, thousands and thousands of sound bites that you're always putting out there that it'd be hard to keep track of that and seeing them in the parks and, and hearing them in all different places. Now, uh, with that, and it being the holidays, I guess sidetracking here, uh, do you celebrate the holidays at, at your house? Is there any traditions that you spend, uh, you know, with your family uh, that just make it somewhat, you know, something special that you guys remember every single year? Well, we uh, <clears throat> always have, uh, you know, a lot of friends over. We always try and keep the house open with a lot of friends, family, and food, basically. Um, we always have Christmas morning. A lot of families do presents the night before Christmas Eve. We do it on Christmas morning. Get all the friends over that, uh, and uh, some of our you know close friends will come over in the morning. We open presents, and it's just kind of an old you know traditional kind of Christmas around here. I try not to fall off the roof like Goofy would. But uh, other than that, it's kind of a kind of a traditional one around here. Well, you know, and nothing beats just a basic traditional Christmas. And, uh, you know, with that, you know, some people always uh, celebrate it at the parks and all the different places. And one question I was going to bring up to you and I totally forgot was when you're out at the parks now that, uh, you know, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, you know, voice actors, you know, you portrayed the voice. Everybody, you know, loved the people that created the voices. But now you're out at these conventions. You're out at uh, many of the different shows making appearances. Do you ever walk through the park and, and get those people who just, they recognize your face and know exactly who you are? Yeah, that's happening more and more with social media. And you can see interviews that I've done on YouTube and things. So some people do, um, and of course the Disney fans tend to gather at places like Disneyland, and occasionally I do get recognized, usually once a, uh, once a time at least that I go to the parks now, but people are always kind and, and considerate, and uh, sometimes they'll ask, oh, can I have a photo with you or something like that, and that's, that's fine. A lot of times they just say, hey, Bill, have a Merry Christmas or, or whatever, and it's, uh, it's kind of neat and scary at the same time. <laughs> Say, why does this person know me? Oh, yeah, they know Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, with that, we know you're busy and there's only so much time in the day to, you know, speak and talk. And, you know, we appreciate you stopping in here and talking with all of us. But I guess, you know, with the holidays and wing and everyone's lives that you've touched, like I said, even passing it down to my four children and, you know, you being part of even my life growing up, uh, you know, with the amount of time you've been portraying Goofy. Uh, is there anything you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans, fans of Bill Farmer, fans of Goofy, Pluto, all the characters that you've created or taken over and created both? Is there anything you'd like to leave out there for all those fans? Well, I'd just like to say, you know, Goofy is not, after all, a very um, bad influence to follow. He's an eternal optimist. He doesn't really sweat the small stuff. And he's got a great outlook on life. Everything kind of, whether he falls off a mountain while skiing or whatever, he always gets himself, dusts himself back up and gets back on the horse or gets back to doing what he was doing. And he doesn't let it bother him. It's uh, it's kind of a good philosophy to go through life with. And so if we can take anything away from the goof, that would probably be it. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Bill, once again, stopping in with us, taking this time out of the your busy schedule and busy holiday season, and uh, we'll be looking for you in 2016 in the parks and, of course, reliving, watching many of those classics you've been part of. And thanks once again for stopping in, and have a Merry Christmas. Oh, uh, have a Merry Christmas, and from Goofy, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yep. yep, that's what I'm afraid of. Got a boatload of butterflies in my belly. I'm short of breath with legs of jelly. Feel like I'm floating about five feet off the ground. So I've got to ask for just one big favor that my dad be on his best behavior when he sees the two of us around. I'm gonna try to face the holidays fearlessly. I hope he'll do his best not to embarrass me Make me look good Make me shine If you make me look good I just might get to make her mine Make me look good You have a tendency to frustrate me Seems that you humiliate me Every single you get the chance Is it anyone hey. that I'm so friends What with all your crazy antics Ruining all my chances for romance I don't expect you to become suddenly dignified Could you just try to prove that you are on my side Make me look good Make me shine She's really something. You sure know how to pick them, Maxie. Max, it's Max, all right. Gorge, it's freezing out. Come on inside, son. We'll make cookies Dad? and sing carols while Dad? we wait for Santa. Dad, please. I'm just going to take a walk. Hmm? I 
to make a good impression. Now I must make a confession. Wish I hadn't acted selfishly. I guess I should apologize to you after all you filled my life with laughter. No doubt about it, you've been so good to me. I don't know why I was so worried, cause strange but true. You're my one and only dad, and I'm so proud of you. This is Rick Goldschmidt, the official historian biographer for Rankin Bass Productions, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new magical music review. We are finally in my favorite holiday season, Christmas. It's the very Merry Christmas celebration here at Diz Radio, and I have a ton of new Christmas music already pulled for this month for us to enjoy. This week, Jonathan has Bill Farmer back in the studio, and as we know, Bill is most known for voicing our very unlovable goof, Goofy. This week, I have selections from the 2004 Disney Karaoke Series Christmas Collection and Disney Holiday Magic 2009. All of our music this week is brought to us by some of the best in the Disney world, and I've got them here now to share some great music and to kick off this Christmas season. So let's get on to the music. I have some classic Christmas songs on the playlist for today, starting with a combination of two different versions of the 12 Days of Christmas. Since the chant from 1780 had its first publication in 1909 by Frederick Austin with a now traditional arrangement, the 12 Days of Christmas has had many different covers. Here we have Winnie the Pooh joined by a chorus and a very whimsical instrumentation, which is fitting for Pooh. Pooh has changed the lyrics a little. Instead of having a partridge in a pear tree and five golden rings by our true love, we now have a nice home in an old tree and five honey pots given to us by our good friends, which he specifically names in the different verses. Switching gears a little bit, we also now have Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and a different chorus. Mickey and the gang bring us the classic song with its original lyrics with a very simple, beautiful instrumentation in the background. The gang has a few lines of commentary in between verses, which just adds to the charm of having them performing this song. Enjoy these two versions of one great song. day of Christmas my good friends gave to me a nice home in an old tree. On the second day Christopher Robin gave to me two friends forever and a nice home in an old tree. On the third day of Christmas here's what Tigger gave to me three Tigger bounces and a nice home in an old tree. On the fourth day of Christmas here's what Piglet gave to me Four knitted scarves Three tinker bounces Two friends forever 
and a nice home in an old tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my good friends gave to me five honey pots. Yum! Again, I have a combination of two versions of a Christmas classic, this time Jingle Bells. James Lord Pierpont is said to have first composed the song in 1850. When first copyrighted in 1857, the song held the title One Horse Open Sleigh. Two years later, the title was changed to what we know today. Starting again with Pooh, he was joined by Tigger and a chorus. With a very upbeat instrumentation, prominently featuring Jingle Bells during the chorus, we have a very fun version of this song. Pooh and Tigger each have solos, trading off the verses, and Tigger puts his own personal touch on his solo. Now this time, our two versions share the exact same instrumentation. We now have Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy joining the chorus. 
Mickey and Minnie share the first verse, and Goofy takes a solo during the second. To wrap the number up, we have a key change, and I convinced Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pooh, and Tigger to finish it off all together. Enjoy. open slaves it's what tiggers do the best <laughs> for our final selection this week we turn to mickey minnie goofy donald scrooge huey dewey and louie with we wish you a merry christmas an english folk song that dates back to the 1500s and has become a staple in christmas carols mickey and the gang leave it traditional maintaining the lyrics that have become known for centuries with the beautiful instrumentation the familiar christmas carol is brought to life by our beloved characters 
wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. Until we get some, we won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it right here. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy. And with that, I'm out of time for this week. I'll see you back next week when we continue our look at Christmas music in the Disney Music Library. I have a lot already lined up for this month, and I can't wait. Feel free to send me your favorite Disney Christmas music, movies, or TV shows, and I'll incorporate the music into our month-long celebration. As always, you can connect with me on the DWIRE Discussion Facebook page or at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. Until next time, D-Heads, see ya! Cooper. Their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. <laughs> Christmas, join Mickey Mouse and all his friends. Have yourself a Walt Disney Christmas with this magical new two-record album featuring such Disney favorites as It's a Small World, sung by the Disneyland Boys Choir. Hear Ludwig Mausinski on the All Mouse Symphony and Chorus. Listen to the first Noel. Chris Kringle. Chris, Chris Kringle, with a tingle, 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 has started on his merry way. Ah, humbug! Ah! You'll also get a third record, a song-filled version of Dickens' Christmas Carol in this storybook album, starring Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and the Disney players. So celebrate with Mickey and his friends. Including Cliff Edwards, the voice of that great performer, Jiminy Cricket. From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas. And at this joyful time of year, we want you to be with us. Walt Disney Christmas plus a Christmas Carol are yours for only $10.98. Cassette or 8-track tape, only $13.98. Here's how to order. To all, good night. To order, phone toll-free 1-800-257-1234. In New Jersey, call 800-232-6966. Or to avoid COD, send check or money order to Disney Christmas, Post Office Box 7500, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Hey, D-Heads, I want to share two silly stories with you. The first story is when I'm going out to see my grandparents... My family and I like to spend the weekend there and enjoy the winter season with the snow and going out sled riding, 
Um, enjoyed the wonderful Christmas celebrations down in the cities with the light celebration, drinking hot chocolate, and just spending some wonderful time with my family who are far away um, during the holiday season. And uh, one story is when we go out sled riding, we go out and way in the back in the mountains. And where my grandparents live, they live really high altitude, and the they're surrounded by abandoned um, coal mines. Um, mountains that they're just leftover coal and soot that they no longer use. Um, my dad and my grandfather would go back there and um, go sled running when he was little. And my grandfather, he has axes back there since he's a professional hunter going for deer and, you know, rabbits and stuff. And it's a hobby that he enjoys. And he was able to have some axes for us when we come up to go sled riding. A certain area that's safe, for, uh, that's not open to the public. So we, grim, uh, my family and I, would grab all our snow tubes and our sleds and go all the way to the special mountain that my family's been doing for years to uh, go sled riding. My sister and I, we that 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 just year we brought our snow tubes, uh, inflatable snow tubes, or were big at that time. So we were wanting and eager to try it out. Uh, that day it was cold, it was windy, a lot of ice uh, was forming during that day and we were still persistent to go check it out. Once we got to the location, uh, we were sled riding, got closer to the top of it, we're going down, so we had a little trail going on. And of course, snow tubes, they don't have a little ridge or forming underneath their tube, it's just plastic. So yeah, with all the ice and the wind, and since I was very lightweight during that time, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a combination for a funny story to be told every year. So when I got to the top of the mountain, it was windy and stuff, and down below there was these trees, and one tree got smashed by the winter. So it's all falling down. And my parents says, you know, be careful, go away from the tree, you know, try to aim through the middle where my parents were standing just watching to make sure my sister and I were safe during our descent from the mountain. And yeah, it, it was, I was picking up speed when I got on that tube and went down. I kind of lost a little control toward the end, halfway down the mountain, because there were some very, very icy spots where I couldn't control the motion of the tube. And I was kicking my feet like crazy, and sure enough, uh, I went down really, really fast into the tree. <laughs> that was in the brush. Uh, I covered my face and hid, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, Randy, are you okay? You're okay. And I started laughing. I was okay. I was covered in pine needles and sap. So it was crazy. It was, <laughs> I was covered. I looked like, like I was so dumped with sap and People just throw confetti of pine cones and pine needles all over me. It was funny. Uh, I had to see if I have that in uh, one of my pictures so I could show all you D-heads that, yes, a public embarrassment. Unfortunately, I grabbed the wrong tube not knowing it was my sister's snow tube. Yeah, um, let's just say that um, tube was no longer in use the following day. Yes, my sister was very upset, so uh, <laughs> I didn't know. Her, she wrote her little initial on the tube, but I didn't see it. I just grabbed it because it was windy and ice and snowing. So it was it was a crazy day that that time. 
And uh, yeah, we went back to the store and got a brand new snow tube. Luckily, it was still on the shelf because it was flying off the shelves like hotcakes. No joke. So that was the first. That's the first story I will share, and、uh, hope you guys enjoyed that story. The second story, yes, another embarrassing Christmas story that、uh, I will share with you guys is:、um, Do you know the song Jingle Bell Rock? And if Jonathan would like to play this Jingle Bell Rock in the background to make it even better, thanks, appreciate it. If not, well, just remember the song Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. You know that song. Yes. Well, my sister and I were making peanut butter、um, chocolate drop cookies. Yes, it's my mom, my mom's favorite、um, Christmas cookies that she enjoyed over the season. And myself, my sister too, and love making it. So we were making the batter, and I was bl- using the blender. My sister was、uh, using the peanut butter and dr-、um, putting it on top of the cookie, and then we're putting it on the tray and get that going. And sure enough, a little secret:、uh, my family、uh, was bringing my cousins at the time were living over in Germany, so they surprised myself and my extended family, my mom and her brother,、um, that her sister, who lived in Germany, was coming over to spend the Christmas holiday break, and they stayed for about three weeks after, not knowing. So during that time, I was um, doing um, Taekwondo, and I was in the Christmas spirit, and I was a little burbunctious little kid. I was, I believe, I was nine or ten years old. And the other story too was also I was nine or ten years old when I was doing the snow team. So it was kind of happened the same year, <laughs> coinciding.、Um, so it was pretty neat.、Uh, anyway, back to the story. So. I got into the mood. I got jamming. I was, you know, all happy and with the Christmas spirit, singing along with the song. And I started doing random karate kicks, jumping jacks, push-ups, and、um, I was singing along. And yes, this is videotaped. So if I can find that,、um, yeah, I might embarrass myself too. <laughs> so to share, you all guys can enjoy that. But anyways.、Um, That was the thing.、Uh, everybody said, "Hey, this is your song, Granny." I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." Because my cousin saw it. I I got all excited. So when we were reviewing the videotape, so they can see our surprise expressions that they're gonna be coming to see us from coming from Germany.、Uh, my family were all excited, and they all saw my movement of doing karate while singing Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, D heads, if you started to hear Jingle Bell Rock, start thinking about my story, and sure enough, you'll be laughing along with me every year if you hear this song. All right, this is Randy signing out for my silly Christmas segment. Until then, see you next time. Let the Christmas spirit.
So I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun. And I want to extend a very special Christmas fee. Thank you once again to the one and only talented Bill Farmer for stopping in and sharing that holiday cheer with us. You have played such a part in many people's lives as the voice of Goofy, Pluto, Horace, and so many others. Thank you for taking time once again and stopping back here at the show. And I know we're going to be seeing Goofy many other places in the future. I'd also like to thank the D-Team for stopping in. Without the D-Team, you'd have nothing else but to listen to me ramble week in and week out. And remember, you can connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. Drop them a line, shoot them an email, and let them know how much you love this show and connect up with the D-Team. And finally, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we are back here for five years doing this show every single week, bringing you magical guests from your lifetime of Disney and so much more. So thank you, all the D-Heads. So with that said, it is officially here. We officially kicked off our month-long very Merry Christmas celebration here at the show. Lots of fun, lots of Christmas cheer, lots of holiday fun, as you're going to be making memories with your family and preparing for Santa Claus stopping in very soon. So before I let you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week to continue on with the Christmas cheer, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so much more. Just search Disney On Demand. Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which will help you find our unique, fun little show. And remember, you can always subscribe to our shows in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPod, and more right there to listen to and enjoy just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, you can find all of these links on the official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, lots of fun on the horizon. We have some fantastic guests lined up all month long here for our very Merry Christmas celebration. And next week, we're going to take a trip back to a movie that changed the way we look at Santa Claus. In fact, they even made three of them. And we have a very special guest who's going to give Santa Claus some dieting tips, maybe some health advice, and some more. So, maybe you can piece it together as to who's going to be stopping in. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, kick off the Christmas season, the holiday season, 
Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, happy holidays, have some fun, sit down, and as I always say, never neglect family for business. Go ahead and make those memories this weekend, and Merry Christmas. All of you D-Heads, have a fantastic weekend. Over the ground lies a mantle of white A heaven of diamonds shine down through the night Two hearts are thrilling in spite of the chill in the weather Love knows no season, love knows no climb Romance can blossom any old time Here in the open we're walking and hoping together Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, the snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face out afraid the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland sleigh bells ring are you listening in the lane the snow is glistening a beautiful sight we're happy tonight walking in a winter wonderland gone away is the bluebird here to stay He's singing a song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kitties knock him down. When it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chilling. We'll frolic and play the Eskimo way Walking in a winter wonderland Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.